Welcome to another episode of Band Director Bootcamp, the podcast with productivity and wellness tips for busy band directors. I'm your host, Leslie Moffat, and I'm really grateful to be sharing this platform with you. As busy band directors, we know you don't have lots of time to watch lengthy professional development webinars, so we share 20-minute tidbits with takeaways you can use to support you in this awesome profession, but in a healthy way. And with me today is Bill Miller. Bill has been a music teacher for a long time. He's taught more than a decade of private lessons. He spent 10 years, or sorry, uh, six years teaching kindergarten through 12th grade plus adult learners. He spends a lot of time in and out of the classroom in various settings now. He started composing when he was in second grade um, and actually got to become aware of him through some of the composition work that he's done. Um, And then he also works on soundtracks for video games and films. So um, he's here today to talk to us about some different things that he has struggled with in recruitment and maintaining time to write his own music and fulfill that cup and having a healthy work-life balance. And he's going to share three tips with us um, on how he's done that. So I'm really glad we could snag him for a little bit of time this afternoon so we could have this conversation. Welcome to Band Director Bootcamp, Mr. Bill Miller. Thank you very much for having me. I'm, I'm very happy to be here and be able to share whatever information I can. Yeah. Give us a little bit of your background. What was your journey to becoming a music educator? Well, it, it's interesting because I never actually intended to be an educator to, to start out. I initially was going to go straight into the composing path. Um, I had always loved film music since I was a little kid. I, I absolutely adored John Williams soundtracks for Star Wars, Harry Potter and the like. Um, and I always wanted to do what he did. And around actually about a week or two after I graduated, a local orchestra out here um, in Phoenix, Arizona, performed one of my pieces that I wrote for them uh, called you know, The Sun and the North Wind, uh, based off of Aesop's fables. And afterwards, you know, after the performance, I went out on stage, took bows, and, and I was congratulating the orchestra on a job well done. And then this little kid comes up to me. And he he has his little autograph book and he asks for for an autograph. And, you know, I, I acquiesce to his request, but he still looks so incredibly nervous. And I'm thinking, what did I say something? You know, do I smell what, what's going on here? And he basically asked me, he just goes, can I ask you something? And I go, sure, you know, fire away. And he goes, I want to play the flute, but I'm worried that my friends are going to think it's a girl instrument. And he, and he he was just really, really nervous and not only about the, the question, but to ask me it. Long story short, I sat down with him about 10, 15 minutes uh, after the concert, much to the chagrin of the janitors who were holding us <laughs> out of there. Um, but he and I just uh, just chatted. Uh, he was about nine, 10 years old. He was so he was going to be going into band shortly. Uh-huh. But um, uh I'd like to think we left it on a, on a good note. And he looked so incredibly relieved that as, as, as he left, I don't know whatever happened to him. I don't know if he joined band, stayed in it or whatever, but I was able to help him. And so at that moment, then I switched to music education. So those moments we all, yeah, that's, that's such a cool thing to, to hear. And there you are now using the thing you love music to do something you love to impact kids. Exactly. And what a great combination. Um, so uh, you're going to tell us about how you became or how you have done some things with recruitment and finding the time and space to do the composition that, you know, is your other passion and finding a healthy work-life balance. But before we talk about those specific things, 
you know, did you always, you struggled with some of these things. Tell us a little bit about like your struggles with recruitment and how did you overcome those or make them better? Yeah. So recruitment is always, <laughs> is always a challenge because you are basically competing over the same pool of students. You're competing with sports, outside activities in some areas, um, various religious activities and stuff like that. And it, it's, these kids aren't an infinite resource, you know, they're human beings. And so trying to push them into music, but also not completely, you know, decimate them in the process is always a bit of a challenge. The one thing that I did for recruitment that made a great deal of difference was actually something that was not my choice. I taught at a charter school and they decided arbitrarily to put middle school and high school all together. So I had kids as young as sixth grade all the way up through 11th grade, all in the same room together. At the same time? Yep. At the same time. Um, Yeah. So it was, it was a bit of an adventure, but one thing that I discovered was the younger kids, they wanted to play uh, as well as the older kids. So they practiced more. The older kids, they did not want to be outplayed by a little kid. So they practiced more. So overall the bar was raised. And um, it was a, so I was able to give middle schoolers grade three, grade four without giving it a second thought. They could handle it. Yeah, there were tears, some of them my own in the process, <laughs> but they, they still, um, they, they worked hard and they got to where they wanted to be musically. Was right. it perfect? No, but it, 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 that challenge, um, I stopped saying, oh, this, this is too hard. This is too hard. Cause when you tell them these kids, something that they can or can't do, they are going to believe you. Yep. Um, so if I just said, Hey, it's going to be a challenge, but we're going to get it. That immediately put their minds at ease. And we were able to get over that kind of mental hurdle. Um, but yeah, Having that kind of community that comes with the older kids teaching the younger kids, the younger kids, then going to their friends and go, hey, this is really cool. That helps grow our numbers. We also uh, teamed up with other charter schools in the area. So we would come together once a week and essentially double our numbers. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So which got such a neat experience through that. Exactly. Now we had very eclectic instrumentation. So as a composer on that side of things, nice little segue there. um, I ended up having to kind of write a lot of flex arrangements because (laughs) at one point we had like seven or eight percussionists, (laughs) two clarinets. And it was just, it was, it was a very weird instrumentation. So I had to get very creative with with how I went about getting them music, at least until our numbers grew large enough that we could, you know, play quote unquote, normal (laughs) arrangements. I have to take hats off to you and every other composer out there, especially during the pandemic. But even now I realize more who do the flex band music because, you know, wouldn't it be ideal if we all had the instrumentation listed on the front page Mm -hmm. of this score, but we don't. And the real world is, we either can't have our kids experience specific music or they experience it with big gaps, or we have to rewrite the oboe parts for the third clarinet players and stuff like that to even make it feasible. But when you guys go out and do those flex band pieces, it brings so much to accessibility to um, students and and programs that Mm -hmm. couldn't do that music. And, you know, you talked about your sixth through 12th grade kids in the same room, that flex band piece, those flex band pieces are so nice because, you know, you've, kids that are doing really well well they can learn multiple parts 
because there's multiple parts in their key and exactly. other kids, you know, you can really rotate. What happens if we change the instrumentation? What happens if we put the woodwinds on these parts and, and you can play around with it? And I think my mm-hmm. kids got more involved in the music making process when we use those because we had to figure out which sounded better when we have, you know, should the tenor part be part three or part four in this class? And it's different in another class. So mm-hmm. that tool, uh, you know, if you guys out there haven't used flex band, but you're frustrated because your bands can't play a lot of stuff, do not be afraid to try those. Exactly. Yeah. I conducted an honor band recently, loved the piece of music we did, but I didn't have the instrumentation at my school, but there was a flex version of the same piece. So my kids got to experience that same song. Uh, it just was a flex band and it was, and it was awesome. So exactly. you guys are awesome for that. Yeah. And I know as, as kind of a business model for, for my composing stuff, I offer customization Ooh. for uh, pieces in my, uh, my catalog, so to speak. So basically a band director could reach out to me and go, Hey, look, I love this piece. Is there any way we could get the melody added to a clarinet part or, Hey, you, you wrote this for alto sax. We don't have any, can you give it to the flute or something like that? So a customization is basically something that I can easily do with just a couple of clicks. Oh, that's fantastic. Um, and so all they need to do is just, you know, reach out to me and it's a custom pricing model for that, well, yeah, depending on how much they want. But um, yeah, I, I give that options. So if someone said, oh, we want a flex score version of this. And, you know, let me just say to everyone, you got PTAs out there wanting to give away money. And if you talk about accessibility for your band to play music, you reach out to Bill Miller, your PTA would probably easily do a grant for something like that. So just throwing that out there. But clearly band directors don't have tons of free time to sit around and write music, but it's important to you. Yes. So obviously you have figured out a way to do that did you always have time for it or did you have to learn oh no there there was a a period of a a few years that unfortunately that i i i I so badly wanted to write but anything that i would write was for the immediate use of you know of, of my kids or it was for something that did not necessarily bring me joy and so as the 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 work side of teaching increased my passion for composing actually decreased because it was something where I, I just, I couldn't balance both. And it was that realization that, Hey, I'm not improving my skill set at all. And I got exceedingly depressed and that among many other reasons was why I left classroom teaching full time, just because mentally I, I, I couldn't, I was seeing something that I loved as a kid going by the wayside. And getting exceedingly depressed. <laughs> so uh, I made it a point to compose not only, you know, sheet music that, that I actually enjoyed, but even, um, and it sounds so silly, uh, remixes of, of Minecraft or something like that, or using uh, Minecraft note blocks and making a classical piece out of it. Not necessarily for any practical or financial purpose, but just to show that I could. And I, I sent you one one of those those links uh, via Facebook before we started, uh, where I just made a remix of someone's uh, you know of, of a couple people on the uh, on a Minecraft server, you know, goofing off, and I and I thought, oh, I can make a song out of this. <laughs> and that's that creativity, isn't it? It's that need to continue to create. We sometimes get so tired of creating lesson plans and all the things we do for everybody else. We don't do that other piece. And so it might sound silly that you're doing Minecraft covers, but isn't it fun? It is so much fun. Yeah, I, just, I, it, and I'd been balancing just a bunch of stuff. My grandparents are moving, you know, closer to us. And there was a lot of, you know, stress with the move and stuff like that. But 
I'm sitting there and and going this this past week. I'm just enjoying every part of the process. You know, the 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 arranging, the the even the auto tune, <laughs> the uh, putting the video side of it together as well, and editing that. It brought me so much joy. I was like a kid in a candy store yeah. after. And we Such a to, very hectic. Time. We got to keep nurturing our own joy, or we can't. It's going to be hard to convince others that the arts are important. We can't. Exactly. I, I use an airplane analogy, right? If you're traveling with a kid up in an airplane, the masks come down, right? It sounds counterintuitive, but the expectation is that you put your own mask on first, right? Because if you put the kids on and then you pass out from lack and then of you oxygen, can't help the kid, right? no one can help the kid. Exactly. So. Well, we're going to talk about one more thing here with you. But before we get to that final question, I want to invite our listeners to take a minute and think about how you can put some of these practices we've been talking about during these different band director boot camp podcasts into practice in your own life. Welcome, Band Director Bootcamp listeners. If you're feeling a bit burnt out and are ready for support and accountability partners in your wellness and productivity, we have an amazing opportunity for you. Join our 90-day virtual boot camp, a community initiative designed for busy band directors like you who love their job but seek a more sustainable approach. We'll meet weekly, discuss your wellness goals, and develop strategies to help you achieve them. We'll tackle productivity hacks and fine-tune systems for the upcoming school year. With 35 years of experience, I've got some tricks and tips up my sleeve that I can't wait to share. So, as we move into a new season of our lives, if you want to feel empowered and supported by like-minded individuals, this is your chance. Reach out to me at banddirectorbootcamp.com or click on the link in our show notes to schedule a 15-minute call. Let's ensure this is the right fit for you, get you signed up, and embark on this wellness journey together. Because together, we rise. All right, we are back with Bill Miller, and we were just starting to tap into, and I want to take the last couple minutes here, you know, uh, about healthy work-life balance. And um, when you finally realized, I, I'm not having the time, I'm, I'm getting depressed. You saw that what was happening to your mental health when you didn't fulfill that. How did you start clearing and making way to, to do the things that were important to you so that you're not in that same place anymore? Well, it definitely did not come naturally. You know, I, I when I was growing up, I had a couple family members who turned laziness and and they embedded it in their daily lives. And so, as I was growing up, I always made it a point: oh, I, I can never be like that. And so, I would put myself in positions where I got to get the work done, got to get the work done, got to get the work done at the expense of my health. And there were a couple, you know, breaking points, you know, through college and even in the workforce where my body was like that's cute. Now I'm dropping you. (laughs) And um, where I ended up getting sick for seven, eight weeks from a two day cold um, because I just pushed myself so hard and did not give myself that, that opportunity to recover, you know, both physically and mentally. Um, And so kind of unlearning that, that, that acquired behavior of going, no, it is okay to take a break. It is okay to take a step back. It's okay to play a game that isn't work related. You know, it's it's okay. Oh, you want to play Minecraft? Go play Minecraft. Oh, you want to do, you know, go for a walk? Go for a walk. It I had to give myself permission 
I think that it was okay to not be a martyr to, to the cause. Um, it was okay not to respond to emails at one in the morning. It was okay to get a full night's sleep. It was okay to um, pay attention to my diet. You know, and it, yeah, giving myself permission was the first step. You know, not only was it okay, it's necessary. Exactly. You know, and I think you hit the nail on the head. So many of us are raised with sitting and watching TV or taking a nap is a bad thing, but we have to recharge everything else in our lives, right? Batteries on the computers. We have to shut down and reset our phones. And we humans are the same way, but yeah, we've stigmatized that, that piece. And so we all have to hit, I think, sort of that crash before we figure out, oh, that really is important. Because your story, when you were saying, you know, the two day cold turns into eight weeks I was yeah. doing the same thing, hospitalizations and surgeries and pills, ugh, the hot mess. So exactly. Yeah. So you came here and you brought, you know, you shared some, some really authentic things. And I appreciate that um, reminding us of the importance to, to do something that's fulfilling our souls. We, again, we do this so often we serve everybody else's needs and, you know, that whether it's composing or playing our instruments or painting or something, we got to nurture that in ourselves. So Bill, thanks so much for being here. Tell us, uh, tell our audience, how can they find out more about you or some of your music or any of even your Minecraft covers if they want, what's your, what's your contact? Absolutely. So um, I think the best way to get a hold of me is through my Miller Music Creations website, MillerMusicCreations.com. Yeah, there, there are two C's in there. Make sure that uh, it's spelled correctly. Otherwise you're going to God knows where, but um I've got a bunch of music available uh, for sale, both flex scores and regular scores, um, orchestral music, choir music. Um, on the YouTube side of things, my uh, Bill Miller Music Composer uh, YouTube channel has a lot of my music side of things. If you want my g- gaming you know, videos, you can find uh, my channel at Allegro1225. Um, now I, I will say not all content on the Allegro 1225, um, channel is school appropriate. So you know, I, I recommend caution if you're going to show uh, certain videos in class or for whatever reason, but, um, yeah, but you, there's, there are some of them that students would just love to watch. Oh yeah. Too, so. Oh, so you got I, some sub plans built right in for you guys. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I have a bunch of uh, Minecraft note block arrangements on my Allegro channel. So, um, that people can listen to and. And have a lot of fun with so much out there that uh, band directors can go look for and, and borrow ideas and share with their students and the like and exactly and also reflect in our own lives um, with some of the things you just said hey bill miller thanks so much for being here today oh yes of course happy to be here yeah and t- thank you to all of you band directors out there who are listening and making a difference in kids' lives through the magic and music education every single day the work you do matters and so do you Join us next time on Band Director Bootcamp for another episode of productivity and wellness tips to make your life a little easier. 